Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Payne and Pendergast with you. You're listening to KLT and KLT HD2 and Odyssey Station. One. Let's do the eight at eight. That's number one. Jacques Césaire, Texans defensive line coach, is now former Texans defensive line coach. He will not be back in 2024. The Texans will have a new D-line coach. I don't know that this is a coaching staff that's going to see a ton of change, but I'm guessing this probably isn't the last one, Seth, for the offseason. Well, whenever you come in and you've got, you inherit some staff, you know, and I I think there used to be a lot of conspiracy theories that the McNairs were making them do that and all that. I I don't know how true that is anymore just because, I mean, with since Cal took over, they have had no qualms about paying millions upon millions of dead money to former head coaches. So the assistant coaches, even though that adds up, I don't think that's a driving force, especially when, uh, like, I think they probably, they really wanted D'Amico to get this job. Yes. Um, it's just that sometimes when a head coach comes in, you like every guy that you might want to hire isn't available because he's under contract somewhere else. So I, I'll be curious to see if, if there's a, you know, there might be a quick hire here. Yeah. Um, there might be a guy out there that D'Amico likes and he's already arranged something with. Yeah, it certainly doesn't feel like a parting of the ways based on the performance of that position group because I thought the defensive line was one of the better position groups on this team. Certainly one of the more improved position groups year over year on this team. So Yeah, yeah. I know like I said, there's just um you know, sometimes there's guys that guys already have a relationship with and they're more simpatico with. And the other option too is uh Rod Wright, the assistant defensive line coach. Getting promoted. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Two. Um honors for a couple of Houston Texans, CJ Stroud and Will Anderson. They were named the Pro Football Writers Association Offensive and Defensive Rookies of the Year, respectively. This is just to be clear, this is not the big recognized Rookie of the Year awards, those are the AP awards. Those will be handed out at the NFL Honors Ceremony in Las Vegas during Super Bowl week. Um, but I would say, certainly for Stroud, this is a harbinger of what we're going to see a week from tomorrow. I think it's Thursday yeah. of that week. And then Will Anderson. I think Will Stroud's a lock, and I think Will has a good sporting chance at winning the AP one. That's my feeling. So with Will Anderson, and I think you did a, you did a great job putting a poll out to ask people whether <laughs> they feel like now that have they, having watched Will Anderson for a year – is he worth the the assets that Nick traded to get him? Yep. And uh, overwhelmingly, people are very positive on that. I think a lot of the analytics types would still tell you it was too much to spend, and this is what I would say to them. I think that this is one of those rare instances where something that you cannot quantify or put a number on, but team chemistry is really, really going to matter over time. 
And usually it's, usually it's all bunk and garbage when people talk about chemistry because they don't know how to build it and they don't know what it is. I, the same way that I kind of was trying to tell people, no, listen, D'Amico is different. He's just different. You just you got to trust me. He's different. That's how I feel about Will Anderson now. When I talk to people from other cities uh, or like I go on and do radio hits, I'm like, listen, guys, you just got to understand this kid's just different. And like CJ's just different in a way. And I'm I am cynical and skeptical typically when it comes to stuff like this. These guys are just different. They operate differently. And Will Anderson, like everything that they said about him in Alabama, everything that D'Amico said about him, it's all true. The kid's just different. And I think he's got an enthusiasm that's infectious. And as long as he's one of the best players on your team, guys are going to step in line with the way he operates. So, like, yeah, I am 100% on board with the assets they gave up for Will Anderson. Yeah, that, that's the you, – you hit the biggest thing, which is that he's got to be good at football too. And these guys are yeah. both great football players. Um, and so it makes it very easy to have them be the culture setters for your team. Three. Um, Baseball Hall of Fame class of 2024 announced yesterday. Any Astro fan optimistic that this might finally be – the uh, the chance for Billy Wagner to get over the hump did not happen yesterday. He is five votes short of induction, despite the fact that he has the best strikeout per nine inning rate and best opposing batting average of any pitcher in the live ball era with a minimum of 800 innings pitched. He literally there is literally not a person who's touched a baseball and thrown it as a pitcher in the sport. Yeah. In the live ball era, who has struck out more people per nine innings and allowed a lower batting average than Billy Wagner. And, and it's one of these things. It's really interesting. It happens more and more now in the Baseball Hall of Fame discussions. He's one of these guys that if analytics had been around when he was playing or had been as as prominent as they are now, he would have been way more lauded and respected. People are almost – some of these baseball writers, remember, some of them are old and crotchety and stuck in the mud and – not as many as it used to be, but some of them aren't necessarily paying attention anymore. Um, like, they're having to go back and realize, oh, wow, that's like the strikeout rate is absurd, and I can't believe it wasn't a bigger deal back when he was pitching. There are eight relievers in the Hall of Fame. Um, that, that one metric, Jaws, that measures relievers, uh, only five of those guys are ahead of Billy Wagner. So and they're all, he's, he's sixth in Jaws. The five yeah, ahead of him are on the Hall of Fame. They're all in the Hall of Fame, Got you, yeah. got you, got so you. So there's three that are below him in that. And then that the strikeout rate's an easier one to grasp. It's no doubt. It's not like an advanced metric or anything. It's, it's like, it's so stupid. It's just it's statistics. They're just... <laughs> just <laughs> he strikes a bunch of people he out. He does. He struck people More out than faster anybody. and better than anybody else ever. More okay, than, Is that enough for you, baseball writers? More than we any. have to turn this into a damn Thank you. mathnastics competition? Evidently My we do. God. Evidently we do. Four. All right, let's get to coaching news. This is Mike Garofolo from the NFL Network yesterday afternoon talking about Jim Harbaugh and I think the job that he's most associated with the Los Angeles Chargers head coaching vacancy. This feels like we're now in the uh, zone where something could happen between the Chargers and Jim Harbaugh in the near future. My understanding is that it is an extremely strong offer that they have made to him financially. Uh, they're now in the point where they're di- going to discuss staffing when it comes to general manager and obviously the coaching staff who is going to work alongside Harbaugh as well. So this feels like advancing to the point where if everybody's comfortable with a lot of the principal uh, factors at play, that this team could move on Jim Harbaugh and try to get him under contract 
here in the near future. That feels like where we are. That feels like Harbaugh is not just toying with the NFL to try to get Michigan to agree to something to jump back to college. Judy, this has felt like Harbaugh has his eyes locked on the NFL, and this could be the move in the near future to Los Angeles, back to California, where he's coached before, where he's played before, where he'd be comfortable. Okay. um, Can I say something here? Might not be the most popular thing. Sure, yes. The first part, Boo, will be. I'm going to air all my grievances. This is kind of like I should have done at the end of 2023. Yeah. All right, just as I'm sick of Dak Prescott and his, here we go, uh, cadence. Right. I hate I'm, I'm sick of that. Uh, look, no surprise here. Uh, I'm, sick of a, I'm sick of John and Jim Harbaugh. Uh, just because of everything that happened during the season with Jim Harbaugh, I've, I've seen enough. I don't, I don't even care about the whole sign stealing. I just, I'm sick of him. John Harbaugh, I generally like, except I got... I did not have to see all the love fest for John and Jim during the game and all of that. I feel like as they get older, they look more and more like identical twins. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the unpopular part is this. I've gotten you know, no use for Jack Harbaugh anymore either. I don't. Who's got it better than us? Nobody. Oh. I don't. You can take your Harbaugh family oh. motto and shove it up your identical looking keisters. I'm tired of it. Jack's I'm the done dad. With it. He's done with it. Yeah, he's no more Harbaugh's in my life. He's the dad who looks like an age progression software Jim Harbaugh. They all look. He looks. He looks exactly like Jim. Jim and the old man look exactly alike. Well, yeah, because I think Jack's got a little bit more of the crazy in him. Like just like Jim's between the two brothers, Jim and John. and John, like Jim's the crazy one. Yeah, I think Jack's. I think the crazy came from Jack. Oh yeah, He's for got sure. Got a that wild hair. Yeah, in him, yeah, dude. All the interviews after the Michigan game, for sure. And it's not. It's not Jack Harbaugh's fault. I just. I've got. There's too much Harbaugh in my life right now. I feel okay? you. I feel you. Five. I right, five. Tyreek Hill has filed for divorce, according to a petition in the court system in the county he lives in. I think Broward County in Florida. Now, yeah. according to Tyreek Hill on Twitter. He has not filed for divorce. So there's paperwork in the court system saying that divorce has been filed for between Tyreek Hill and his wife, which has been one of the more high-profile NFL marriages over the last year because of hard knocks. And it just was, the, the, and it was kind of a whirlwind romance. And yeah. he got married to her during hard knocks or during the season or what have you. Yeah. But then it's also... You've also, uh, it's come to light over the past couple months that he also has a couple paternity suits against him Yes, um, from before he got married. And it's just been, it's been a lot. Not to mention, you almost forget, remember the little incident where uh, he was alleged to have assaulted a dock worker at, uh, at a <laughs> charter fishing company? Well, that they settled, but it was like, they, there's been a lot of drama in Tyree's life. The guy's house almost burned down two weeks ago. There's that that's too. Like the le- that's the less uh, the lesser story of any. Yeah, because uh, yeah, like crazy. one of the kids is playing with a lighter in bed or something like that, and the house almost burns to the ground. Tyreek Hill's got a lot going on, man. Like that's that's a lot. I mean, that's talk a, I about- mean, they they told that kid he's not allowed to smoke in bed. You know, you I just think- I don't know what you to do anymore. Oh you know? my god, I w- that's the crazy thing. If Tyreek Hill got up and said, like, you know, we told the kids they can't smoke in bed, uh, I'd be like, yeah, eh, sounds right, whatever. By the way, his <laughs> wife. At least currently wife, soon to be ex-wife, is Kenny Vaccaro's sister, former oh, right. yeah. former Longhorn, former Saints safety Kenny Vaccaro. Something about the Dolphins that gets these guys into marrying their teammates. Because remember, Zach Thomas is Zach married, or no, Jason uh, Taylor, Taylor is married to Zach Thomas's sister. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. 
six. Um, it's all the it's the romance. It's the Latin music. They go out. They go out samba dancing. Fall in love over a Cuban. Sandwich. That's it. Yeah, uh, and it's something about Miami. Something about South Beach, man. Uh, I fell in love with a Cuban because of a sandwich. Because- in South <laughs> I can see that. It was just a pastrami sandwich, but it was yeah. But she was Cuban, and she was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cuban, it's Cuban sandwich. It sounds like something on Urban Dictionary. Let's move along. Um, d- divisional round of the playoffs uh, was the most watched ever since 1988, averaging over 40 million viewers, both TV and uh, digital. Um, so business is good in the NFL. Man, oh, they, the the Bills Chiefs game on Sunday late late window, Seth. 5:30 yeah. kickoff here. 50 million viewers for a divisional round playoff game. Wow. It was a good game, too. It was a good game, too. I'm watching too. that. That fourth quarter. Yeah. I like for the thing was scoreless. And like for I'm like, this is the most exciting. When did they score? Uh, did they score in the fourth quarter? No, they're, I think they may have. I, it was like the last 14 minutes or something of the game. There was no scoring. Yeah, it was no scoring. Literally score, right. no scoring. And I'm watching. I'm like, there hasn't been a score yet. This is the most exciting yeah. scoreless quarter I've ever seen in my entire life. Dude. It's absurd. Yeah, it was crazy. You had fumbles through the end zone and missed field goals. And, and, and those two quarterbacks just inherently, like even when those two quarterbacks are quarterbacking offenses that are failing, there's yeah. something fun to watch about them. You know, they move around a lot. They run the ball. Mahomes is a really good guy at buying time and scrambling. So, yeah, it was uh, – oh boy, a lot of people watching it this weekend They for scored sure. the uh, – oh, yeah, the the, uh, the Rasheed Rice score was right at the beginning, like first play of the fourth quarter. There you go. Okay, yeah, I knew it was it. Yeah. 14-something with no points scored in that game. Seven. Um, Cam Newton was on Good Morning Football, and I wonder when Cam Newton is going to stop intimating that he could possibly come back and play football. He was asked if he would come back and play football. He said there's only one team that he would come back and play for. Well, I can't, I can't go back, but you can. Mm. Oh. First off, let's just put it like this. Can you not do that real not quick? That. Can you just give us the top three teams that you want to go to? Come on, bro. <laughs> uh, it's not even three. It's just really one. Ooh. Me having, you know, a family now, it's always been about family. And I don't see myself leaving Atlanta. Ooh. So if it's not Atlanta, I don't want to do it. Bill Belichick reunited, and it feels so good. <laughs> he did. Uh, I almost said that feels like a, like Jerry Rice in Seattle, Cam Newton in New England. Just feels like something I'm always going to have to be reminded of. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, you know one of those weird one offs that you just. Uh, it's not. It's not that like I need in my mind for there to be a romantic ending or something where he only ever played for whichever team. I just. Uh, it, it's weird, and it was a big. It was a big thing. Yeah. It was a big thing for a while. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of former players who've gone into the podcast game, gone into the content generation game, and, yeah. and mo- most of them are not very good. I think most of them are – and I think a lot of the sponsors for them realize, like, oh, yeah, we'll give this guy a podcast, and then they realize, like, oh, this isn't very good content. I like Cam Newton. <laughs> I, I watch Cam Newton. Cam Newton, there's something striking about Cam Newton. His delivery, I think he's, I think he's smart. Oh, His, yeah, I just about the, that. the look of the podcast, the look of I Cam know. Newton. I, I enjoy is it the him. The podcast or the YouTube channel? The, you, well, the you YouTube, like. Yeah, I'm just saying the content. Well, because in there's general. a difference. There's a yeah. difference. The yeah. visual element makes a big, big deal. Fair. I think with Cam, a lot of it is. Um, I wonder, yeah, I'm going to have to listen to his podcast. That's a good way Because a lot it. of it is his facial expressions yeah. and everything and the pregnant pause and all of that. He's very good. It's a different pace, but like some of the dynamics of the things he does really well, it's more like for TV than it is for uh, audio. Yeah. Because so I, I, I feel the same way. I do enjoy it. Yeah. I wonder, uh, but regardless, yeah, he's got, like, he's a star. 
You know, like that's a, that's a dude who's just a flat out star. I remember yeah. the first time I met him, I think at the 2013, well, the Ravens Super Bowl. Um, the yeah, the, one, the, one, the, the jo- one in New Orleans. Yeah, that was two, yeah, January was 2012 season. Yeah, yep. Yeah, like I met him and I was like, oh, oh, all right, this guy's a star. I get it. Like he's just got an aura about him, you yeah. know, like it's it's not, he wasn't even saying anything or doing anything. You're like, there's just a certain different presence about him. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's, uh, it, it shouldn't be a, it shouldn't be a surprise. I do think. He is maybe, for all the guys that keep saying that, like, well, they're going to do new media or whatever, I think I think he, I bet he stays doing just his YouTube channel and his podcast and probably has, unless I'm missing something he's already doing, I wouldn't be surprised if he has no interest in doing, like, a network job. Yeah. Like, like with McAfee, I feel like McAfee wants to build an empire, and I think McAfee also kind of really wants to be famous. Um with Cam, I feel like he's already famous, and I don't think he wants to. I, I would be surprised if he wants to deal with all the BS that comes with being an employee. So I bet he just ends up having a gigantic, like his own personal media empire. Yeah, he's he's really really good, man. No doubt. He dresses in a way that you and I would both dress. Like, uh, that we'd <laughs> tra- like to dress. He dresses in a way there's zero chance I would get away with, and that's why I'm so jealous of him. You could get away with it. You, yeah, you could pull it off. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's just a matter. of The biggest thing is it would be a matter of either a hiring a personal stylist or b putting a lot of time and energy into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, neither you nor I are into the option B. <laughs> and I, you know, we know I can't have an employee because I end up. I like. I just can't. I'll. I'll. I'll lose my employee. Yeah. I'll be like. I'll be at the airport, and I'll be like. I left my employee at, at baggage. <laughs> at I, I security. I yeah. I don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I have their passport. <laughs> Sorry about Where's it. Where's your employee? I don't know. Last I saw him, somewhere in Southeast Asia. Yep. I. I just kind of blanked. I don't know. All right. Quick number eight. Tyler Bass, the kicker for the Bills that missed a field goal. Um, it's been rough for him, Seth, as you pointed out. It's been framed as he was forced to shut down his social media because he had so many people coming at him. The big beneficiary in all this, a, an organization, a charity called the Ten Lives Club, which benefits uh, cats and saving cats in the uh, in the Buffalo area. Oh, so they give them their, their tenth life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so, all of a sudden, now we got to get an eleventh life for the cat, and then a twelfth life for the cat. But it right, needs, when does it end? All they, right, all right. They yeah. need money to sustain this organization, and apparently, it is a passion project of Tyler Bass's, and it has gotten ninety thousand dollars in pity donations for Tyler Bass since he was getting bullied on social media after the missed field goal. People coming to his feel, defense. I feel bad that uh, we are where we are, where it's just so easy to uh, reach out and just bash somebody. Yeah. Uh, like to try to get as close to them as you can, where they'll actually read your insult. Uh, it's unfortunate and it's sad. Uh, and yet, like, okay, Tyler, ba- like, he missed the kick. Yeah, what, what are you going to do? Gonna Turn off your Instagram. Right. You don't have to check your Instagram. That's exactly. Is Tyler right. Bass aware of that? That's exactly I've gone right. from feeling bad for Tyler Bass to now I'm like. Uh, raise your own damn money for the cats, okay? Can you do it in a way other than <laughs> I don't think, other than missing field goals? To be fair to him, I don't get the sense he was begging for money for ten. I think people were doing it because they're like, we feel sorry for this guy. What's a cause that he's passionate about? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I just like, hey, Sean, people have been mean to me on social media a lot. Can I? Where's my GoFundMe? Just put down the phone, Tyler Bass. You don't have to. Oh, I had to. I had to deactivate my Instagram. Right. Who will think of the cats? <laughs> think of the cats. <laughs> Make the kick, loser. Yeah. <laughs> no donations from Seth Payne. All right, uh, John McClain is going to join us next. We'll get John's early thoughts 
on the um, get John's early thoughts on these conference title games. Also, are the two awards that the Texans won yesterday, CJ Stroud and Will Anderson from the Pro Football Writers, is this a foreshadowing? Because John's voted for these awards before. Does this mean they're winning the big ones, the AP? We'll ask that of John McClain next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, Sean Pendergast, Seth Payne with you. Hey, quick reminder, if you missed it yesterday late in the day, um, late in the show, I should say, 9.55, we announced um, we're headed to the Super Bowl for the week leading up to it again. After four years, we're back. Big thanks to Yingling Flight and the Low T Center for sending sending the squad, sending all of us to, uh, to Vegas for the Super Bowl. We're very much looking forward to to that trip and bringing you all the the pomp, circumstance, and what I'm sure is going to be a lot of Texans talk at the Super Bowl. They are, as John Lopez said yesterday, they're one of the it teams right now. I imagine there'll be some Texan players, current and former out there, that are going to wind up having conversations with us here on the station. So stay tuned for that. That is the week of February 5th through the 9th. We're excited about that. We're excited as well right now to talk to our good friend, the Hall of Famer, and our senior columnist on SportsRadio610.com, John McClain. John, good morning. How you doing? I'm doing great, guys. How are you? We're good. So, John, yesterday, C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson won the Pro Football Writers Association Offensive and Defensive Rookie of the Year awards. In your mind, you voted for these awards before. Is this a harbinger of things to come with the ones that really matter to people, the AP award? It will be on uh, – it definitely will be on Stroud. I didn't see any projections that Anderson – won it and I think that getting hurt at the end of the season hurt him and uh so I'm not sure who's gonna win it. If it's not Anderson, I don't want it to be Jalen Carter because he's like the Eagles defense and the Eagles team. He didn't play well uh down the stretch and it's you can look at all his stats game by game. I did a column on that last week before last looking at both of them and at that point I thought Anderson they had that nationally televised game against the uh, Colts, and uh, he wasn't able to put on the kind of show he put on against the Titans, I think. And uh, it'd be great. As I tweeted, we know the writers are the smartest guys in the room, and we'll see because on the AP panel, they have writers, broadcasters, former players, coaches, and front office executives who are in the media. So uh, it'd be great if they could make it a sweep for the second year in a row. That'd be great. 
John, you you talk to a lot of people around the country and you do a lot of interviews. And, and you know, in fact, you know, I always like to read the opposing writers and listen to people and everything uh, from the other teams that the Texans are playing. So last week I was getting annoyed because I kept seeing your face pop up uh, like on various on various podcasts and stuff up in Baltimore. So I know you've been talking to people. Is this the the interest in C.J. Stroud? Is this kind of like what it was like with J.J. Watt originally? That Like when J.J. in his second year, it seemed like every time the Texans played somebody, the opposing fan base and the media were just kind of enamored of J.J. and wanted to know all about him. Is it is it at that level with C.J. Stroud? Well, remember, J.J. had 20 and a half sacks his second year, so he let, he just exploded. And it started in the playoffs against Cincinnati. Then he was great in the loss at Baltimore in D'Amico's last game as a Texan. And then they needed somebody to promote. And even though they were loaded with players in 2012, fascinated was a great word. The fact that you had a guy his size, almost 6'6", 290, who could move like he did. And I remember watching the hard knocks with the Bengals. And they were in a defensive line meeting. And they were talking about, defensive lineman and the coach brought up Watt and the words that he used on Watt telling those others you talk about he was just in total awe and because Stroud's a quarterback next season he's going to get you know he'll you know how they promote all games especially nationally televised games I mean he is definitely the face of the franchise because everybody expects him to do better next year even though the schedule is going to be so much harder John McClain joining us here for his weekly visit. So, John, now here we are into the offseason. You know, of the combine and free agency and the draft all coming up. But if you were, if you were sitting down inside the building over there and you were kind of prioritizing up on the whiteboard things that need to happen this offseason or need to get fixed or rebuilt or whatever, what's the a number one priority you think right now for the Houston Texans this offseason? Without a doubt, it is the running game. The running game was mediocre at best. And you got to have a balance to take pressure off Stroud because more and more defensive coordinators are going to be analyzing every play that Stroud had, figuring out ways to try to defense him. Then he, you know, his coaches, hopefully Bobby Slowick and Gerard Johnson, have to adjust as well. And if you have a running game to take some of that pressure off of him, make the play action work, and that that would be great. To me, whether it's backs, whether, you know, if they'd started Devin Singletary all year, uh, he might have 12 or 1,300 yards. But you can't have 19 games and rush for 100 yards as a team seven times. That's just not going to cut it for good teams. You don't have to lead the league by Baltimore, but whatever happens, they have to run the ball better. Hey, John, what kind of a timeline do you think we're looking at with Bobby Slowick, worst case scenario. And I know, I mean, you can't predict when somebody's going to hire somebody, but this year it just, teams are taking forever and interviewing more candidates than they ever have. People thought there was going to be the Falcons and Belichick for sure. And now Bobby Slowick gets a second interview with Atlanta. He's gone up to Washington. Uh, like, do you think within a couple, like within a week before the Super Bowl, we'll have a resolution on Bobby Slowick? I would guess we, we will because, um, I'm writing a column today about Slowick needs to come back because he's not ready to be a head coach and a play caller as a head coach. He did a terrific job, but he needs more experience. And Gerard Johnson stays here. 
Like if he goes, say he was offered a job by New Orleans, you're going in there with Derek Carr, with the coach could be fired after next season and Dennis Allen. But he would get to put call of plays. If he went to Cleveland, he wouldn't get to call plays and establish himself where he stays there one more year. In all likelihood, Slow could be gone and Gerard get promoted to play caller. And working with Stroud is a whole lot better than working with the quarterbacks that he would have with other teams. But Tennessee was the one that I that I thought as a Texan fan you should be concerned about because they saw him twice. And because Rand Carthon, this going into his second year as GM, worked with him for six years. Now, he may have known Bobby needs another year as a coordinator. But uh, once that one was done, not done, I, I even though Bobby started his career under Mike Shanahan in Washington, you know, Washington to me wants to uh, – uh, not somebody bigger, there's no, somebody with more pizzazz because it is Washington. I'm surprised Washington hadn't been all over Bill Belichick considering his background in Annapolis and how much he loves the military and history. And I think Atlanta's interviewed 14 people. One team had interviewed 14 head coaching candidates, but I'm guessing this time next week, the dominoes will almost all have fallen. Yeah, the, I mean, they're, they're running out of spots. Like, if you're Bobby Slowick and you want one of these jobs, there's only five left. And this and this this market is more flush with big names, like sizzly names, like you're talking about, John. John, of Jim Harbaugh, Bill Belichick, and Pete Carroll, how many do you think wind up getting head coaching jobs this cycle? I think Harbaugh will go to the Chargers. And Pete Carroll, they say, he's been calling around trying to get interviews, but hasn't been able to do it. And I'm Aww. guessing if he hadn't interviewed already, that he's not going to be interviewed. And as far as Belichick, you know, he's just been, uh, it's been Atlanta and they've talked twice and, you know, that's him interviewing uh, Arthur Blank. And a lot of that is control. Same thing with Pete Carroll. He had total control. Uh, I'm guessing if you're Atlanta, you don't want, Belichick having control of the offense as far as personnel because the personnel at at New England dropped off considerably once Nick Casario left. So it could be that, but I think if they don't get a job this year, they're not going to get one at their age next year. John, uh, the division of the conference championship games this weekend. I'm tell me if I'm just too close to the situation and I'm just too emotionally scarred by the Baltimore Ravens. But I, I, I just I'm surprised that they're only right now three point favorites over the Chiefs, uh, playing at home. Given what we've seen from them, not just against the Texans, but against a bunch of playoff teams down the stretch, where they just thoroughly dominated multiple good teams over the past month and a half or so. They beat eight teams that finished with winning records by at least 14 points. No team's ever done that. So they've been dominant in having a, in the having the NFL's best record. They got great balance. Uh, they're going to be – I don't know if Fitzpatrick will be back, but Andrews is, so they're only missing one starter. Fitzpatrick can't come back. Other than that, they're in good shape physically so uh it's hard to imagine even though you can never count out Patrick Mahomes it's hard to imagine a team that's just dominated double digit win teams and teams did with winning records it's just losing at home and uh and uh 
I think Baltimore has the most balanced and most physical. Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator, he's supposed to get a couple of interviews. You'd think, based on what we saw and what we've seen from him the last two seasons, that he would be getting more. And I haven't had a chance to read his story. He said one of the reasons he doesn't, he does no self-promotion. Well, I don't know what that means. Other assistant coaches get a lot of pub, but it's not because they're out there asking for interviews. You know, they have to do them once a week. But, I mean, I can't imagine Baltimore losing. John, what do you got going on on the website this week? I've got a column up on Stroud and Anderson. I'm working on one today about Bobby Slowick and Gerard Johnson. Should come back to the Texans because they'd be in better shape here than somewhere else and why. And then I'm going to do one on Friday about they have to target the running game before anything else. All right. Guys, thank you very much as always. John, thank you. And in between, I'll do a podcast with you, the Utopia Football Podcast on Thursday. Appreciate you, John. Thank you very much. forward to it. Yep, same. All right, good stuff. John McClain, the Hall of Famer, joining us here on Sports Radio 610. All right, um, up next, uh, got a a text here. The the, uh, text, I'm sure you guys saw the 2024 schedule, going to be hard to make the playoffs. The Texans did put out a graphic showing who their opponents are going to be next year. We we knew who the opponents were going to be. I thought there was a diff, there was another part of this graphic that I thought was very interesting that doesn't have anything to do with the opponents. I'll tell you what it is next. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents... Payne and Pendergast. Here was C.J. Stroud earlier this week talking about his trust between him and D'Amico and what he wants to accomplish here in Houston. I really appreciate him for the trust because um, that's one thing, like in football, that's probably the main thing that you need is trust. You know what I'm saying? And I appreciate him for trusting me, and uh, uh, he knows that I trust him tremendously, tr- tremendously. Any decision he makes, like I know that it's at the, the forefront of what's best for the team. Um, and uh, I'm excited to build with him, man. I think it's going to be a great, great um, dynasty, hopefully, we build. And um, I'm excited for that. So I got thinking about this yesterday, Seth. You know I got very excited when CJ dropped the D word right there, dynasty. Yeah. I started thinking dynasty. to myself, I'm like, okay. Dynasty, as they say in England. Yeah, dynasty. That's the Game <laughs> of Thrones version of it. A dynasty. 
Um, you, you know, the Texans finally have some young guys on this team where you go, okay, we want that guy around for a long time. We want that guy around. You know, there's there's a good handful that you hope are here for a while. Um, and and I think maybe for the first time since Nick Casario got here, you know, you're starting to have to look more than just next year down the road for like how you're kind of planning things a little bit, like how yeah. you're. You know, like yeah. sal- like there are going to be some big salaries that get doled out here. Like so far, the biggest one that's been doled out is Laramie Tunsil's second contract extension. There's going to be some contracts coming in the next couple of years that dwarf that contract. And I, I started thinking, like, okay, who are the guys they're probably like semi planning for right now? Even though you're two or three years from having to having to pay them, and it's funny because the only three names I wrote down that I think for sure, like, if you had asked me. Like, gun to my head, will this guy get a market-level contract, provided they're healthy, a market-level contract for his position? I think there's three guys that I would for sure say yes to, and it's C.J. Stroud, obviously, it's Will Anderson, and it's Derek Stingley Jr. And ironically, after I had written those names down and after I had jotted a few more names down as possibilities that we'll get to here in a second, out comes the graphic from the team Showing who the opponents are going to be next year from yeah. the Texans, the 2024 Houston Texan opponents, and it lists their eight home opponents, nine away opponents, and it is a fun schedule. Let me tell you that right now. It's a hard schedule, but a fun one. The three players on that graphic, Seth, from left to right, Will Anderson, C.J. Stroud, Derek Stingley Jr. Oh, yeah, yeah. The you know I'm big, in, I'm big in uh, tea leaves via graphics from the team. Um. Yeah, now having said that, who was that? Well, I mean, <laughs> there. I think it's more. It's more notable when somebody is omitted, I guess, than when somebody's added. There have been times where guys who are on the graphic end up being marginal players or or released. Yeah. But if they're not, if somebody notable is not on the graphic, then you're kind of like, oh wow, something's going on here. Well, Dwayne Brown wasn't on the graphic that on the well, season tickets that one year, right? Yes. Um. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay, this is notable. Um. <laughs> There's 10 games. He's definitely yeah. one of their 10 best players. Yeah. Well, Will Anderson and C.J. Stroud, uh, you don't – I mean, you have to worry about it and you have to think about it, but not for another couple of years. Yeah. Um, but you got to start making space for them yeah. if they do end up being those guys. Derek Stingley is the interesting one because that's coming up right quick. And he's in, in his a lot third year, he's in his, he's eligible for an extension after next season. After next season, yeah. right. So it's uh, – and with him – I think, like, as it has always been, it's about health. And if he stays healthy for an entire season, then all of a sudden, okay, that's that's a guy that, man, I'd love to pay. I would, man, even then, even when they let up, he let up that uh, that touchdown to... Likely. Is it likely? Yeah. He caught it behind him? Yep. Like, that was, that was a really good throw by Lamar Jackson to likely, where it was behind them. And I got a still shot of that where... Stingley is doing his body control thing where backwards. it looks like he can go all matrix. It's more like it's not yeah. matrix as much as like one of those like super high art Asian Kung Fu movies. Um, but like it, it, it was impossible for him to make that play. Um, I, yeah, that's uh, I feel better and better and better about him all the time. When I earlier in the season, I was very, very skeptical just because he'd been banged up and injured so much for so many years now that I've seen a stretch of play out of him where he's been healthy and he's been fully indoctrinated into this defense, man, um, it's really good stuff. It's fun. Among the young guys who are still on rookie deals, like Nico Collins, this is an offseason to keep an eye on what they do with Nico because he's eligible now for an extension. 
And I think of the younger guys. He's eligible this year for an extension. This year, yeah, this yeah. offseason. They could extend him this offseason if they want to. If they want to. Now, if they don't, he's got another year of his rookie deal, and they could franchise tag him in a year. I mean, that, that's available to them. I think the other guys, Tank Dell, I know he's only had one rookie year that got truncated by a broken leg, but, boy, i got to imagine that's somebody that early on here in his career you're looking at going, boy, that guy's a weapon. Christian Harris made big strides this year. He's two years in. Um, Jalen Petrie, I think the team thinks very highly of him, but he just didn't have a good season this year. That's, you know, I, I, if you had asked me before the season, like, is Jalen Petrie a guy you see being a second contract guy with the Texans? I probably would have said, yeah. I don't think I would have emphatically said, yeah, because I think his rookie year was a little deceiving with the big tackle numbers and, you know, the, right, right. Yeah. Jalen Petrie's and actually Jalen Petrie's going to have to compete for a job next year, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, um, which is good. I mean, everybody should be competing for a job every year, but he very much, uh, I think, I think there's, and and I think part of it too is they're going to figure out exactly maybe how to use him. And, and I've said before, like, I don't know if he's, he's very, very smart, you know, but I don't know if he's got this, the mentality of a free safety. I just, he might need to be somebody who's more involved in like up close action all the time, which is difficult because he's not the size of a box safety. So he can do a lot of like, he can, he can play the slot. He can be up and be in the box. But I think um, a lot of it in the off season for him is maybe going to have to be kind of a, a meeting of the minds with him and D'Amico and Matt Burke and really just understanding, all right, what do I need to do to be the player you want me to be? And where do I need to change? And this is where D'Amico is good with things like this. Um, I think, where do I need to change my mindset? Like, he's got to figure out a way to go from being the kind of conservative free safety, deep center field type of guy sometimes, but then also when is it okay to be super aggressive? Mm -hmm. And, like, it's, it's just a matter of picking your battles and knowing when you can take chances. And a lot of that, it's... It's more of a mindset, and it's more of an understanding some of, of some of the strategy behind it. And maybe this offseason they'll be able to do it. Let me read you a tweet from Chris Sims. Um, says this. This is on the Monday. Quarterback? The quarterback? The former quarterback who's now a uh, hot taker with Mike Florio. I like Chris Sims. He's pretty bullish on a lot of these, te- these he, young Texans. He, he is. One in particular yeah. that I want to read the tweet to you and get your reaction to it. Um, he tweeted this around lunchtime on Monday. He said, we know the Texans have studs in C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson. They also might have Fred Warner Jr. at linebacker. Christian Harris is all over the field. Yeah. Where are you on Christian I've, Harris uh, as the new Fred Warner? I'm for it. Yeah, that's <laughs> where I am. <laughs> I'm in favor of it. It's funny. After the Texans game, the 49ers game was on after the Texans game. So, you know, you're watching that, and all I'm thinking about, I'm watching Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw, yeah. and Fred Warner especially – um, look, Fred Warner had the benefit of having D'Amico as his coach right from his rookie year, right from the get-go. D'Amico was the first-time linebackers coach as Fred Warner was a rookie in the NFL. And Fred Warner had the benefit of kind of learning the basics of the NFL while also learning everything that D'Amico's been able to teach him about reading tendencies and everything. And I went in and uh, I watched a lot of Fred Warner both on the field and also interviews mm-hmm. last offseason. And and it's really, uh, it's like like any linebacker. The off-ball linebackers that are really good tend to be really smart. And he just, he was taught by D'Amico exactly how to read defenses, exactly how to look for tendencies. Um, a lot of it is really understanding 
understanding that offenses really only do so many things. And it's been like this for decades, other than they add a pistol here. You start going to three wide receivers more there. But for the most part, they're still doing different things. They're just getting to it different ways. And you have this base level understanding of, as a linebacker especially, because you can see everything, of what the offense is trying to do. And like Fred Warner has got a, you know, he's got a PhD in that stuff right now. Athletically, I don't know if Christian Harris is any different than Fred Warner. It really is all about the anticipation, the reading of tells, the diagnosis, all that stuff that, that really Christian Harris has just gotten started on. And that's where it's exciting to think about now that he knows, now he knows what he doesn't know. Because he started to get it. He's at the 100 level, you know. But he sees that, oh, wow, there's a 400 level to this stuff. And that's where I think next year with Christian Harris spending all offseason having kind of had his eyes opened to what it can be like when you start getting answers to the test, when you start getting the cheat code, he could end up being really, really good next year. Yeah, I feel like the impression we have of Christian Harris right now is what we all thought it might be of Jalen Petrie coming out of his second year. You know what I mean? Yeah, when Petrie yeah. looked to be an ascending player. And Christian Harris, quite honestly, even into early this season, looked like he was swimming a little bit. You know? Yeah. Like, he, yeah. he he looked a little overwhelmed. Well, and he does. I, I think that's probably hard for D'Amico to kind of, you know, he wants to pour all of his knowledge into Christian Harris, but you got to realize, like, okay, I got to, we got to do this piecemeal and take it one step at a time. Yeah. And, uh, and so there's probably a little give and take there and trying to figure out how much he can handle and, and, and whatnot. All right, heading into the 9 o'clock hour. Actually, we're going to be joined uh, momentarily, I believe, in the 9 o'clock hour by our friend Daniel Gotera, formerly KHOU, and now he's with the Harris County Houston Sports Authority. Countdown is six days to the Houston Sports Awards. How are you going to get to the Houston Sports Awards? How's the uh, progress going and getting ready for what's one of Houston's biggest events of the year? We'll find out next. Daniel Gotera jumps in studio with us for a few minutes. Stay there. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.